Damn, y'all, I'm tired of losing. Divorced parents, man, I'm tired of moving. All my life I've been dancing with the devil, but I'm tired of grooving. But them cops, they ain't tired of shooting, so we gon' keep on looting. You want respect, you give respect. You want some light, you give them rights. Teach the kids, don't give them time, don't kill police, it's understood. He was innocent, but welcome to my neck of the woods. Beaten, raped, and left to hang from our neck of the woods. We often get high off trees, I fill my neck with them woods. Nigga, shh, hands up or you'll be next in the woods. Couple L's until my boys understood, but pull over. White male cop will be mad at your shit. Nice car with a brother, he'll start harassing your shit. Kill you with your hands up, I had a question for him. He answered and said, black boys ain't supposed to have whips, nigga, but all lives matter. Your fingers don't say so. My partner killed a nigga, he do the things you get paid for. The only difference is the other brother shot first, plus he got time for his actions. You killing us just cause they know. All about your insecurities, my nigga. Hey, why the ghetto still ghetto with security, my nigga? Education, fuck, my baby can't read, my nigga. And just cause you build the bigger cage don't mean he's free, my nigga, okay? K, 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 I hope you understand me. Halloween, five days a week, we started moving candy, and class wasn't doing much. I'll stop right there. Hey. <laughs> welcome, 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 family out there. Peace and love. You are live with Coon the Poet featuring Issa yes, yes. Jackson. We, this is Coffee and Poets. Listen, we get the opportunity to actually like get real close up and personal with some of the poets from Sacramento, California. Uh, about a year ago, myself, Coon the Poet, was interviewed um, by the great Sean King. And not too long ago, about a week ago, I was actually reached out to to actually interview um, one of my favorite poets. And so I decided to choose one of my little brothers in the game, young Sacramento King coming up like a young lion, very ferocious on the mic, very ferocious with his heart and with his art. I need y'all to go ahead and um, share some love for those of you that might be watching at home later on. Y'all can clap, even though it's not live when you're watching it, y'all still can clap, make some noise. For those that are in the building, y'all can make some love. For y'all King, Issa Jackson, <laughs> one of my you, little brothers. You. So look, y'all heard a little bit of his heart work uh, just right now, right when we, when we turned on the microphone, but yeah. I want to open up his backstage. I want y'all to kind of get get some insight on his story and who who Issa really is. So, little brother, go ahead and talk yes. to the people. Oh, hello. Um, my name is Issa. Um, I'm 19 years old. I'm from South Sacramento, hey. Valley High, Shortway Drive. Valley High, hey. Born and raised. Went to John Reed Elementary School. That's where everything started. Well, I want to say about in the first grade, I... I was in a band, mm. in a marching band, for a program called Start. Hey. Um, shout out to Miss Q, Miss Quincy. She she taught us how to play the drums. She she got our rhythm, our rhythm on point. Mm -hmm. um, my whole family, well, my sister, my my oldest sister, she actually was also in the band with me, a color guard, and we just really really went full flesh with just music and just you know the band. And then I kind of wanted to take it to a different level. I started getting really good at rhythm and started dancing. So the the school, we had like clubs with it was, where it was with just dancing. And when it was just like a whole bunch of the kids on campus started dance groups. 
and we all started dance groups and we all started battling a lot of things like that. And then when we wanted to take it to another step, we started doing talent shows we did talent shows, that's where it got like, okay, people are starting to listen to us. People are starting to, you know, want to move with us and see exactly what we can do and hear what we got to say. Even if we're not necessarily saying words, we got to express within dancing and within music and within, you know, um, drumming, you know, band, you know, things like that. And then um, we got to a point where, you know, the, the demographics started changing you know, in the neighborhoods, or actually they were the same. We just started growing up. A lot of incidents happened within families, within like the culture of our families. We started realizing a lot of more, a lot more things. Things were passed down, gang banging, uh, all, all the things you could kind of think of, you know, mm -hmm. we could all kind of paint that picture. Basically we grew up and then out of elementary school, we kind of started things at a very young age. Trauma was a huge influence with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We used trauma and then used it within our our art, hmm. you know, and expressed our heart at the same time, but it, it still wasn't necessarily accepted. And when it wasn't necessarily accepted, we started doing bad in school because nobody was understanding us. And then when nobody understood us, you know, we had to go out and find those families that can understand us. So we, we started finding other people that went through trauma as well. And when we started forming these groups, they weren't necessarily, you know, the, the, the best groups, but we felt we felt comfortable. We felt like there was family. Influences were a lot more consistent within what we're bringing within the family. You know, we, we wouldn't starve, you know, things like that. I mean, even if you know, like like they say, the the cost, like well, the consequences of a lot of things were huge, but the prize, you know, was was even bigger, and that's what our influence was. Until uh, situations started happening, you know, we started losing a lot of friends. Um, our lives were kind of in stake, which made it even the ride even a lot more funner. Hmm. You know, but hmm. but again, we started understanding that this is we're dying within, even though the adrenaline was. You know, it, it was at an all-time high, but we didn't realize what type of damage we were putting on around us with the people that actually really loved us because we forgot how much we were worth. Uh, so once we started realizing what we were worth, we started writing about our lives, no matter what, how other people would look at us. And um, a lot of us didn't necessarily get to take that whole step on taking the opportunities of opening those doors and talking to their mentors. So I became the only one to speak within my my social group and uh, a lot of the stories i tell are really personal personal sometimes i use him sometimes i use they mm -hmm. but most of the time it's just me sometimes it can be other people because these people would never get to tell their story because they either no no longer here they're in either in jail or they just never have that ability to tell their story um so that's that's what i do it for i do it for strictly the pain and the people that have no voice. So I come from a very, very dark, dark place. It actually mm -hmm. all starts back from birth. I was born uh, in death. I was born with a part of me missing. I had a twin brother. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, died, died at birth. It was, it, was, it was extremely huge on my parents, on my father and my mother. So I was born within trauma, born with already missing something, but also knowing that you know, death is not that far from you, but appreciate what you got, what's in front of you. So I know whatever I go through on this planet, just this planet, 
it's okay because I was here for a reason and there's still a part of me that's, you know, not here so I could sometimes feel right. and it's okay to feel, you know, so I'm realizing all these things and this is for anybody else out there. Like, don't, don't worry about it. just because you're feeling doesn't mean that you're getting pulled back, you know, understand these feelings and understand that these feelings are pushing you in a way to go on a certain path, you know, so, so appreciate those feelings you know, because your master senses feel, you know, you could lose your, you could lose your eyesight and you, your ears will, you know, they'll advance. You could lose your, your taste and things will advance. You could lose your, your, uh, uh, sight of your, your hearing and you could see better. But if you lose the way you feel, you, none of that matters because you're paralyzed. You can't move. So you always feel, and it's okay to feel. You can appreciate everything you touch even if it's not all all smooth, even if it pricks you, it's okay. At least you know, okay, I'm still here. I can feel. At least I know it hurts. So now I have another chance to back up. So all those situations I never regretted. I just understood that, okay, I could feel, and I still have another chance if I could breathe. Um, so I just kind of changed things around. Um, always wrote and spit to my influences, and my influences are my experiences, my struggles, okay. my okay. accomplishments, my life. Mm -hmm. Looking at other people, people are my influences as well. Every, every time, even if you, the person don't even say something to me, if they just look at me, I kind of just wonder about their life and almost make a story for them, you know, <laughs> because these people, sometimes you'll never talk to them again, but minus will make something in your head, you know, to, to, just, just, to just have that in your head to make something positive, you know, because everybody has a lot of negative thoughts every time people come come past with different interactions. So I rather create a space of just happiness, even if I don't necessarily see happiness. So that's usually what I do on my everyday. Right on, right on, right on. Yeah. All right, that's ah <laughs> uh, man, um, a young brother with a whole lot of a whole lot of water inside of him, a whole lot of um, life inside of him, a whole lot of experiences and stories inside of him. So look, man, that was one of the reasons, that was one of the main reasons why I reached out to you and why, and, and I'm not even talking about just recently for this, but why I reached out to you even as my, as my little brother. And I was actually given a dream about you. Mm -hmm. um, I, of course, I had no idea of um, the depth of your story, but I felt a connection to you. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that it has a lot to do with your very old soul wisdom that you carry. Mm -hmm. um, met a lot of young people, mentored a lot of young people. And when I say young people, those maybe four years and a little bit younger than yeah, myself, yeah. like yourself, but though your power, your mm -hmm. strength, the multitude that you carry is very similar. It's very familiar. Mm -hmm. right? yeah, yeah, it's yes. very familiar. So I salute you. I want to go ahead and give give the people out there just a little bit more insight. So I'm gonna just kind of like kind of drive the car a little bit. Yes, I'm yes. be the captain of this vehicle, and we're just gonna go for a ride. So first off, um, your name. So I know you as so when I met you, you was about 13 years old. Yes, and yes. I, and then for the people out there, I'll give them a little bit in, insight. I met you like when. I first came on the scene when mm -hmm. I was about 17, 18 years old, um, and it was through your mother. Yes, yes. Ayana, shout out to Ayana, big yes, supporter yes. of the art community out there. But you were you had to be like 13. Yep. You reached out to me like, yo, can we uh can we like rock the mic with y'all? Yes, can we? Yes. And I'm like, look at this young lion cub. And it was cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, in due time, in due time. Mm -hmm. But then you kept showing up and you kept showing up, you kept showing up to the scene. You kept getting on the mic. Yes, yes. And that level of heart is something that stands out to me. So then, so let's talk about, let's talk about says a little bit. 
You came on for your first, what year was that when you first came on with Sacramento Area Youth Speaks? I joined SAS in 2012. Okay. I competed in the in the Bay Area at Berkeley mm-hmm. as the MC on the team. So we had about, I want to say, eight poets mm-hmm. and about four MCs. And we'll... Well, actually, at first, the the whole throwback of that was I actually worked at this thing called um, the Vibe Teen Lounge. Yeah. And the Vibe Teen Lounge was this little spot over there on K Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working over there with my older brother, Shanti Jackson. It says through an event, the MC Olympics there, my brother dared me. He was just like, yo, just hop up on there. I was not a rapper. I was a dancer. <laughs> and when I was dancing, like, I kind of like, you know, I was still writing, you know, but not that serious. But I always knew how to like flow. I always knew how to rap. I always knew how to tell stories. Like a young Tupac, huh? Yeah, man. Hey, yeah. Hey. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, nah. Uh, so after after he kept daring me, I'm just like, all right, might as well like do the competition, you know. So didn't necessarily think I was gonna go that far. I jumped in the competition, and just like a flash, there was only three people up left, and I was like, okay, this is like one of the last rounds. Now we do a face to face battle. Long story short, we won the battle, won the other battle. I got first place, and then we went to Berkeley with the team. Learned what slam poetry actually was, because uh-huh. I did poetry before that, but it wasn't slam poetry. Um, once I started educating myself with that, experiencing myself with that, had a lot of other mentors, such as Dre T, Pharaoh Ivan. Shout um, out and salute. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Showed, me the, showed me the path a little bit. Uh, show me the roast with a little bit of that um, on how to do slam poetry and what it is to be on a team. After that, um, I competed out there probably the fourth day I was out there. And then I placed, I want to say, fifth in the world. And then I went back nice. again, the not the next year, but then two years later. And we went to Philadelphia. Hey. And then I placed fifth again out there, and I was like, okay, now I'm starting to understand what the how to compete, you know, at an international world level, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I was competing as an MC, but I do poetry as well. I do slam poetry as well. So the, my last year, uh, 2015, I competed out here, and I won the slam slam poetry. I was a slam champion out here, but I still went to uh, Atlanta as the MC. Mm-hmm. And then I competed as the MC and got first place in the world out there in Atlanta. And we brought back the trophy for Says. Hey, one shout out to Says. Yes, Says. Yes, Says changed my life. Yes, yes. Says definitely changed my life. A huge resource, you know, for a place for me to vent. Yeah. I honestly do not know what to do, what I would be doing if I never went to says um so that was a huge resource for me and a resource for a lot of people a lot of people could speak on their behalf okay so look man let's um because like i said like i knew you since you was like a young a young lion cub right and i i actually i know you as or i knew you as shomari yes yes <laughs> so let's talk about can we can we open up that that curtain and talk about that a little bit yes yes and talk about the transition because i'm somebody that does understand um, trademarking and names and mm-hmm. how powerful it is to be able to claim your own name and stand on it and yes. standing your truth. So let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about Issa and what that means to you. So first, my full name is Shamari Issa Jackson. Okay. Okay. 
Um, Shamari meaning strength, warrior, forceful warrior. Isa meaning Jesus, gift from God, God's gift. And then we have Jackson, son of Jack. um, But it all started, again, from birth. My, My twin's name was Amani Kasai Jackson. And the Kasai, his middle name meaning peaceful river. So he was laid, you know, in peace, you know, as it was almost meant to be, you know, as sad as it is, it was almost meant to be. And then Shamari meaning forceful and then strength and then warrior, you know, and then me staying alive and then gift from God, God's gift. And then I was always called Isa when I got in trouble. As a little kid, it's always Isa, Isa. Uh-huh. And in school, I was always Shomari, Shomari, Shomari. But now I, at home, I was always called Isa. And then um, on the streets, I was always called Isa. So my close friends would call me Isa, you know. And then we all had nicknames, and they would always call me Isa. But um, it was just one time, one day, I was just kind of like, you know what? And I never liked my middle name at first. I never knew what it meant. Once I knew what it meant, it all made sense. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I know what to stand by. I know what I am at this point in my life. When I, when I give out my message, I'm Issa. And when I walk on these streets every day and to familiar people, I'm Shamari. Mm. Because this is what people know me as when I'm a child, you know, as Shamari. You know, um, as that survivor, as mm. that strength, as that warrior. Yeah. But when I give out my message, I am Issa, you know. And it's almost like, it's almost like, it's almost like Superman, Come on, you know. Tell him about a young Superman. You know, like like Clark, you know, uh-huh. when when he's when he's doing his job, when he's doing his humanly things, when people know him as, you know, he's Clark. But hey. when he's, you know, doing doing God's work, space work, you know, he he's he's Superman, but he's both. You know, that's him. That's the that's the name the people gave him. You know, this is the name that you know my people gave me, and also my mom gave me. This is what my God gave me. Come on. You know, um, come on. And this is what it was meant to be. So this is my purpose. So sometimes it gets really confusing. Like, oh, who's Issa? Or like, oh, who's Shamari? You know, this is the same thing. You know, it's just a sentence. Um, it's almost like if you just put it all together, all flows. Shamari, Issa, Jackson, the I and the Issa ends with an I, starts with an I. You know, it's all supposed to go together, uh, you know. So this definitely. is why this is why I go by Issa when I give my message. But out here in the schools when people sometimes like know me like really young they know me as shamari okay. because i i've been fighting mm-hmm. and shout out to his be his piece a piece that i love so much uh, you guys probably heard it you know what piece is that what you talking about it's the uh 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 i'm gonna let you go ahead and take your time with it it's the i've been fighting you know, keep fighting keep fighting yeah yeah keep fighting keep fighting everybody say keep fighting yeah it's that one yeah yeah that one right yeah on. that's, that's, that's the one the warriors out there yes so yes you would have to be a warrior in order to yes. be able to connect with it yes and like yes. i said young bro man i i've 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 noticed you very mm-hmm. early on um and I told you I had a dream. I don't have a dream. I don't have dreams about very many men. Yes, yes, yes. But this is like, like I have to be very young. I don't have dreams about very many men. Yes, yes. But I know that my dreams are very much um, God, God ordained, and they're God pushed and God created. And so that dream, it was a very, it was a lot of light in that dream. Literally, there was it was yes. you. And at the time, I was building out um, my programs, and you were standing there, and I was like, oh. 
I, when I woke up immediately, I knew what it meant. That's why I called you. It was like, hey, you want to roll with me tomorrow? Yes, yes. Yeah, and then we hit the Capitol. So look, man, yes. um, what I want, because one thing, as we were hanging out and riding, and I was like, man, this dude, I have rarely, and I have a lot of young brothers. I have a lot of young mentees, such as Dre T, such as Luke Taylor, such yes, as yes. Farrell Ivan, yes. you know, all those that came up through the says camp, but I really find those that are very like, like me in the spirit, yes. right? Just able to very, very young, but still able to move in crowds of adults or in the crowds with their elders yes. like you and very, like I said, didn't know your full story, but I can tell mm-hmm. that you've gone through a lot because your patient level, Yes, that's something that comes from being a hospital patient of some sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. let's, so let's talk about, um, the process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you being from a, the, the, it makes sense being from the very same neighborhood of myself, yes, Valley yes. High. Shout out to Valley High. In, Valley in the High. Building. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, right. Um, or as as some like to call it or refer to it, South Sac, Iraq. Iraq. Uh, you know. Uh-huh. So let's talk about this process, right? This process of creating, because we understand that it does take. Um, some real life situations, as you've stated earlier, in order to become a great artist. And you yes. speak about everything that is very real to you, very tangible to you, mm-hmm. things that you have touched and witnessed. So let's talk about some of your creative process. So my creative process, strictly in- internally, you know, so every situation, anything like that I go through in life, in the house, outside of the house, I use... Well, first I use writing and then like performing as counseling and Come as on. therapy. Yes. I had no other way, you know, I had no other way to, you know, kind of get it out. I didn't know who to talk to. Great parents in my life, but just too busy. You know, great parents, though. You know, nothing ever held against them. Just great parents, you know, but, you know, just a lot, a lot going on. You know, they have five kids. They're going through their own issues. And then they started, there's there's things was like, okay, we, all the kids in our family, all, all my siblings, we weren't used to seeing mom and dad with other people, you know, you know, so holidays look really different, you know, mm-hmm. our influences started to look really different, you know, we realized like, okay, if we, if we're really young and you know, our parents are separating, these are the people that we thought was going to stay together the most, so that put trauma on us, you know, instantly. You know, it put a trust trauma on us. Mm-hmm. You know, we we started looking at each other like, okay, are, are we going to see each other like that? Yeah. Oh, you know, is, is this, can we trust each other, you know, within our family? So things outside came really, got really insecure. We're like, okay, if mommy and dad, you know, could break up, you know, well, this friendship, you know, it could easily be broken, uh-huh. you know. So we started realizing that at a really, really young age um, and then being in the middle of things. So there was... There was like, you know, mom, dad, and then there was kids in the middle, and then there was the middle child, and I was that middle child, you know, I'm dead in the middle, you know, so it was kind of picking and pulling, and then it was like, you know, I have an older brother, and then he's four years older than me, so, and then around that time, it was kind of like, you know, he didn't necessarily get to witness all of that because he was already he already left already went to college and then I had a a sister I have an older sister that's only 13 months apart we're real tight she's like a huge mother figure as well we're really close and then I have two younger sisters and it was like okay but I'm still in the middle and I'm now I'm the only boy 
And then a lot of fights happened, you know, when I had to, you know, help out my sisters and stuff like that, you know, because it was like, you know, really pretty ladies. And I had, I was a hothead, but it was like, you know, I took disrespect, that like the slightest disrespect. <laughs> and I kind of like, I knew it off bat, uh -huh. even if right in front of my face, even if people didn't really notice, I knew what disrespect looked like. So I got in a lot of situations like that, like, you know. A lot of people have been in these situations as well, but I started identifying why. And it's all because of trauma. And it's all because I didn't know how to vent. I didn't know exactly what to. I didn't know how to tell my story yeah. other than being creative. So I was like, okay, let me, I'm a strength-based person. Hmm. If I work with my strengths, yeah. that means I could probably excel in whatever I do. So let me let me find my strengths. What can I actually do? Because my weaknesses are huge as well. Hmm. But if I focus on that, that's where I start pulling myself down. I need to focus on what, what I actually have and what's right in front of me. And I started focusing, okay, who are the people that I really need to, you know, watch? Like the people that love me. Who are the people I really need around? Regardless of what we're going going through, who are the people I need around? You know, what are the situation? Well, why why aren't I like being around those people? What is what is the situation that's in my head that I can easily diffuse? You know, because I need to look at something way bigger because there's something way bigger that needs to be put together. So I started looking at those situations, trying to clear everything out. Things are still bumpy, mm -hmm. but they're expected. And I've been here before, you know, so it makes a lot more sense. And it's like, okay, I know exactly what to do because I've been practicing it, you know, so... Those things, I started writing those things down. I started uh -huh. telling my story. Okay. I started doing open mics. Kids uh -huh. came to me like, oh, yeah, I'm going through the same thing. And now I felt like I accomplished something. Now I've seen the bigger picture. I've seen exactly what kind of impact I can make. And then when I went to other places, other states, I started seeing what it could do to other children in the same area, you know, same types of areas. You know, I was like, okay, this is a global thing. Now I could really see what my, what my message could actually do to people out here. And that's been my biggest process is finding that experience on finding each experience I've been through, kind of organizing and putting it in a thought and, and telling the people and not being afraid and understand that somebody's going to get something out of this. And if somebody doesn't agree, they just probably don't live that lifestyle. And it's OK because I probably won't know their lifestyle, you know, and, and until we get to both sit at the table and talk about our story, we would never understand. So I feel like if anybody's out there going through something with that person, if you guys haven't talked about it, not not well, not necessarily talk, but like just told your story, yeah. not not the situation, the your story, not the situation that got everybody heated, but your whole story, you would not understand that person. I feel like people just need to communicate more. And, and, then, and then speaking and then sending your message, doing poetry, writing, this is all just the art of communication. People forget that just because, oh, it's art, oh, they think it's you know entertainment, but we're forgetting this is, we're communicating as well. People don't take communication as serious Double. anymore, Come you on. know? And I feel like that's, you know, a, a huge thing. As much, once we start taking in this information and realize how important it actually is, that's when people actually start getting heard, you know, because these aren't just stories. These are people, people's lives that people are, you know, throwing out there and people will clap on it. That's it. <laughs> and then go outside and then, you know, talk about, oh, yeah, that was so good. But no, that was so bad. They, maybe they didn't want to tell that story. Tell Come on. You know, and that's exactly who I speak for, those type of people. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my. Yeah. That's my creative, your, your process. Yes, yes. OK, I was going to ask for you to actually walk us straight through the process like 
Okay. You know what? We can do that real quick. Let's walk us through the process. When you start getting the first moment you get inspired oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or peace, what is that process for putting that, putting that, that together. machine together? Tell us about oh, it. Oh, man. It takes, man. So process. Basically, I, I I have to go to a quiet place. Okay. Quiet place. I have to, I have to remember that situation. Whatever happened. I have to remember I can't hide from I face it. I just look right at it. So channeling, going back? Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, going straight back, you know, mm-hmm. putting it right in front of me, remembering it, noticing the details, writing it down, looking in the mirror, and going over and over it. Which, real quickly, I just want to chime in and say, yeah, yeah. which takes a lot of heart to do. Yes. That's something that a lot of people can't do. It's so, really scary. <laughs> looking at yourself in the yeah. mirror is one of the most scariest things you could do. Come on. You know, looking at, not just looking in the mirror and just being like, okay, you know, but looking in the mirror and saying, you know what? Hmm. It's all good. It's all good. Like, and actually meaning that. You know, people, I'm, I'm telling you, people people be jaws and dog. Like, people just be <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm good. I'm confident. I'm a beautiful woman or I'm, you know, I'm a strong man. But, dude, you don't, you don't believe that. Yeah. You know, that changes everything. You go to those you know, places. Exactly. Until you walk out, you believe it until you walk outside and somebody else says something else that ah. you don't understand. Like, oh, well, what do you mean? Then you, if if you focused, if people don't realize what focus actually is, focus is actually looking at one thing and everything else is blurred out. Exactly. So remember what your words are, Come on. you know. So, and everything is right in front of us, you know. So I think that's, yeah, it's a huge thing to look in that mirror and, and tell yourself first, it's okay. Whatever this is, it's fine. I don't care where the situation goes. I don't care how, if death is involved, you know, but once I get my message out, I have accomplished everything okay. because my message, once I let words out, it's almost like a bullet. That thing's not coming back. Ever. You know. Ever. It's not coming back. Come on. So, you know, you, you, you when you spit, you know, or when you speak, you know, you do that with every intention to, to hit, yeah. you know, and that's how you want to use it. So when these people talk about, you know, your pen is a weapon, this is not no oh, sense <laughs> of like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. No, no. This, this this is true. As, it does not come back. If dangerous. it hits you, yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah. It's inside and it's not coming out. Regardless if you take that bullet out, you still feel the pain. Come you on. still feel Say it. that one more time. You know, man. regardless if you take that bullet out, you still feel the pain. So listen, okay, so we have... So you go to your quiet place. Yes, right? yes. So get into a place, a place of a silence, and then um, you do some channeling. You go back mm-hmm. to the past. You do some some um, some traveling. Yeah, yeah. And then you do some reflecting. Yes. And then what? So once I reflect, I start. It gets well. well this is me personally. Like when I look at because when I'm this is specifically we're writing that writing process and you know channeling looking at myself I, I look at the words and it gets easier to remember because this is my experience so it's the memory part and and actually saying the words and looking at myself and saying the words <laughs> you know and, and not not performing it yet but just looking at myself and just kind of saying those words because once I remember it and once I'm like stuck in that moment Everybody else that's around me is going to know what type of moment and what, what time it actually is. So like you getting up and I kind of think of it ahead. Like, OK, if I could if I could like kind of sink myself in that environment one more time, I'm going to give everybody else that experience as well. So whatever I'm talking about in my poetry or in my rap, everybody else has to feel that because I'm in that moment as well. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to join me in this walk of life, you know, you know, grab my hand like I have a line 
that says, I got scars on my feet from the places I walk through. Mm. So if you grab my hand, you will probably have marks too. And all that means basically is you might just relate. You know, we might, we might, but we both been there before, you know, so you could grab my hand and it's okay. We could walk through this, you know, and it's okay to admit, you know, so I start admitting things as I'm going and I'm, and I'm trying to memorize these pieces. I'm starting looking at other situations back in my head, like, you know what? And start spitting it out prior to this actual situation. Like, man, all that stuff I had, you know, back then, boom, you know, this is, this is what I'm going through. This, that whole process. And it's a really, really flooding process because nothing at this point now, nothing is organized within my head. (laughs) I'm in this moment now because now I'm in the moment. Nothing was organized then and nothing is organized now. Come on, on, man. So I'm going to spit that out. Now it's time to vent. Now, once I vent, now that my emotions are organized and I know when to set it, it's almost like the Hulk, you know, like when the Tell Hulk, you know, it. and he's like, oh, I'm always angry. And then once that situation happens and he's ready, boom, you know, you can't stop him in that moment. So I don't care who I'm in front of and what type of stage I'm in. If I'm in front of a whole bunch of white, green, whatever type of folk, you know, they're going to be in that moment with me because everybody has scars, regardless if you're going to actually been there or not everybody can understand everybody knows how to paint pictures so it doesn't matter who you are that story always going to have to be heard it's going to it's going to impact somebody and people don't sleep on the don't sleep on the words that you say do not sleep on it take every word that comes at your mouth serious maybe i feel like once people start doing that people shut up more come on you know yeah because people talk too much People talk way too much and don't necessarily know what they're talking about because it's not truth. And that's how they forget what they're talking about because it's not truth. So it's that. It's just knowing that and just admitting, telling the truth about everything, going to that moment, being in that moment. Because once you're in it, you get comfortable. Once you're comfortable, you're not afraid of it. Mm. You could go in and out. You know, you're not afraid of it, but you need it. It's okay to go in. It's okay. It's okay to be in that moment because you you have to show somebody else that, look, I could be comfortable with my own demons. Come on. Like they say, keep your demons on a leash. Don't, 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 don't keep them on a leash. So it, it, because why it's a part of you, you know, and it's okay. People forget, but it is okay. So it's sounds about, sounds like part of your, your process of wanting your process is actually embracing that dark side. Bringing that dark yes, side yes. out and then shining light on that dark yes. side. Um, so that sounds like a... Because we all come from a dark place. Come on. Don't forget that. The, the dark side isn't bad if we're all going through it. That's just like death. <laughs> How is come death on. so bad if we all if we all going through it? You know, people say, oh, well, what's death like? You know, just think back before you were born. You know what I'm saying? It was dark. You don't remember. You know what I'm saying? So realize what you're doing now. And it's okay to see darkness. It's okay to see darkness. You know, and a lot of people can't say that, you know, so so cherish that and tell your story because people don't think it's OK. That's why they get really, really depressed, Come on. really, really hurt. Yeah. And they don't because they don't understand. And it's, it's hard to it's hard to feel comfortable with something you don't understand. And if you don't understand, it, you get scared, you get really insecure, you get really angry. Those emotions. But let's deal with like what's right in front of you. Let's deal with what we can actually appreciate. Don't worry about what's what's later because that doesn't matter when something's right in front of you. Uh, like 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 for example, I'm gonna put this in a situation. Like so, so say somebody's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get my boy, but I'm right here in front of you. It doesn't matter. He's way over there. But what what are you gonna do about this situation? Mm. Doesn't matter who you're gonna get. You're stuck with me. There's no going anywhere. Mm. You know. So think of it like that. <laughs> you know, and yeah, it's okay. 
you know, utilize that 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 dark side because everybody has it, and it's not it's not a bad side. Just because it's dark, don't mean it's bad. That's what they telling black folks. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Don't forget uh-huh. that. You know what I'm saying? There's power most definitely in the dark side. Yes, yes. But there's a superpower that you carry, and not all carry this. And this mm-hmm. is why I'm I'm able to recognize it. I'm able to recognize it. The ability to turn that dark side light. Yes. The ability to transform that dark side, and that is what people get when you perform. That's what people get when they when they really when they hang out with you like like for myself mm-hmm. i had a pleasure to ki- of kicking it with you and actually i lost i lost or uh, i misplaced my car that day yeah. uh, my car actually got oh, parked yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. <laughs> he was downtown by the capitol we walking stuck. around in circles and i i realized god places me in those situations with certain individuals to yes. see to show me and to to show each other like exactly how we are going to yes. um act in those situations and behave and i watched you and he was like, oh, we'll find it. And I'm like, oh, this is my little brother for real. Yes, yes. We are most definitely connected by the spirit because yes, that's yes. exactly my mindset. And you had somewhere that you had to be. Yep, yep. You had to be to work. And you're like, yo, it's all good, man. We're going to find it. Yes. Let's just hit a couple more of these blocks. We're going to find it. Beautiful, man. So you know what? At this time, let's go ahead and give the people a little bit. Yes, let's yes. give the people a little bit of more of your heart work, a little bit more of your story. Sometimes we could talk to people all day long right, and we right. try to convince them of who we are and this is who we are. But for whatever reason, they listen better yes, yes. when they hear our artwork. Take them to that Dance. place. So go ahead and take us there, man. It's like a conversation. Don't don't forget that. <laughs> don't 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 forget the art of communication. You know, this is this is a life story. It's a question. Many of you guys probably asked yourself this question. How are you supposed to climb when your life is never inclining? You see, I got a mind full of demons, but a heart full of diamonds. Gang letters should have killed me, but I put it in my rhyme and completed the alphabet. All it really took was timing. Never show my next trick. I ain't here to flex this. Sacrificed it all, I ain't worried about no ex-chick You can never test this I'm known to open doors and move the walls So it's obvious who I sex with Lost a couple homies, I went through all the sorrow I ain't worried about no past as long as I'm here tomorrow I'm not a rapper, I storytell So look, I'll paint the picture and narrate I hope you crack this book Mac and Stash we shook Smash and Stash we took but now I reach to souls and take them drastic crook. See, I created the roots of our pot noose. But you could call me Issa, the lyrical Dr. Seuss. Hey. I'm from the dirt where the enemies conquer loot. Ain't worried about this boy, cause I'll probably just knock him too. This is Sacramento's finest. We shoot and make aqua moves and bullets chosen in groups that's banging and popping too. Same diggy, same dollar, but I'm stuck with it. Cause being with this shit, you gotta put some guts with it. Don't be a punk when it's time. We got enough women chose a life you never experienced, so good luck with it. And what you holding a cannon for, not gonna bust with it. Yeah, I know, but I'm safer if I stay tucked with it. And to the cops, we dying from y'all protection. These doctors is killing us and the churches look for perfection. I chose a different route, influenced by the Quran. I put my middle name first like I'm with the nation Islam. I shot away my teacher and listened to Farrakhan. Recited scripts and booths, this is truly a spirit song. I call my road dog just to chop it up and get pumped up. Used to friendly fade, mouth busted and head all lumped up. 
Talk to girls with faces, we chase them, they bodies plumped up. We used to tell our secrets, they plotting, we were some dumb fucks. Learn the hard way, cause the softer you'll never come up. That's why we stay solid, the denser you'll never bust trust. But now the solid sink, the water we call the real. We really need a real real to real in all these reels. That's mad spiritual. Bless you with the miracle. I'm not a rapper, I'm an explainer, don't call me lyrical. Hmm. Youngest on the mic with the oldest philosophies. That's knowledge over letters, I'm giving out apostrophes. Have a seat, you think you fly, let the maggot speak. All just for the rep, they let the clapper leak. One for the trouble, that's two for the innocent. That's three for the ghetto suburban places, we immigrants. Lust don't mean I love you, intention is just for intimate. Don't trust nobody, not even angels, the devil's heaven sent. Codes all in graffiti, no paper, we use the tenements. Black lives only matter when they discovered the melanin. Now everybody wanna use it, everybody wanna choose it. Just to say they pro-black for most snaps up in their music. This to my neighborhood, still love you if there's no stop. Enough pro-black, but not enough pro-block. You see, these people can't rap. They just creative. You see, they putting fast words to beats. The hell is he saying? I'm just worried about my homies all dying because of the banging. Dollar in a dream don't matter when shit ain't changing. Dollar in a dream don't matter when shit ain't paying. Park shot up while my little sister was playing. Safe haven, a safe heaven is what we making. Safe places turn into hoods. This shit is dangerous. See, I stepped out a little. And I try to do my best. I used to be in love. Now I got no feelings in my chest. Militant text, that type of wet that's ripping through that vest. Knock his soul at his back. You know that feeling that you get when people don't understand. Your parents don't see it through. Your homies all devils, and that girl not trying to be with you. You not trying to be with you. Smoking in the press when you come down. I see the truth. The evil ways keep you too. Suicide the only ways. I'm counting down my only days. Spirit is my flesh. I just walk around with my lonely ways. Birth to 21, them only days, all the oldest days. Grew up hella broke. Paper blunts was my only J's. This is just my last call. Crazy that y'all hearing this. Damage in the flesh, but I question where my spirit is. I had to let this go if this the last thing i fucking write i did wrong in life but you can't say i wasn't fucking nice thank you <laughs> oh, right on right on right on hey <sighs> can we all just take a deep breath real quick and let's just inhale those words can we just take a deep breath through our <sighs> so listen man i remember the first time i heard that piece mm -hmm. and matter of fact it was actually when you came back from college, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when I saw that your lion, your lion's mane had grew. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh man, this dude had some experiences yes. in the last year or so. Yes. Um, and I think one of the first words that I, one of the first things I told you, I came, I, I embraced you, and I said, listen, because I had just got back from my journey myself, and I mm -hmm. said, a boy is not yet a man until he has taken his journey. Yes. And a man is not yet a king until he has acquired his queen. Mm-hmm. And so everything that you were speaking for and, and that piece resonated so much and connected so much. I want to go. I want to go ahead and go back to this place just because I heard some mentions of it. Yes. Yes. And I don't think a lot of people out there. All right. So there are a lot of poets in the scene that um, classify themselves as love poets. Yes. Yes. Right. But then there are some poets that may never really write love poems yeah, yeah. fully, but you can hear 
the love in their artwork. Yes. You may hear some mentions. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that, man. I want yes, to yes. talk a little bit. Um, if you want to, if you care to share with some of the people, some of your, how does love, how does you can be any, any kind of love you want to speak about, the romantic love yes, yes. or the love for your family, how does love affect your writing, affect your art? Oh, man, love is the is the engine you know of the writing mm-hmm. you know you you got to love yourself first to tell about yourself you know if if you if you love yourself you could tell the truth about yourself you know if you could tell the truth about yourself that's you you reflecting back to yourself and if you could look at yourself you could love yourself you know so that's that's first you know love is the engine or is my engine uh, you know of writing and then of of speaking out to just people because you know a lot of people don't necessarily first love their self as much as they say it hmm. you know they still don't and that's okay but just know that you don't and just know that there's change within that within yourself you know so that's the first thing and then um love within roman- romantic love hmm. um at the moment I was going through a lot of stuff within school, within um, friendships, and then within relationships, and learning, you know, learning while loving, you know, was huge. At a very young age, you know, I, and then I was with a, I was with a really, really nice female, a female poet of mine, you know, a great lady. Um, we're really young. We're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. A lot of things didn't work out. And I wasn't feeling a lot of things, but it was really I was really in denial within that relationship. Our lifestyles were different, and then I was really um, it was it got really hard for both of us. There was necessarily you know it was all love, but with a lot of things we didn't understand at a very young age, and that was a huge drive for me. Um, there was a huge thing where it was like okay, I was really in denial, and I couldn't lie to myself like I needed to be in something. So that was a huge drive for me and a huge influence. Like, okay, telling that story about, oh, how my whole transition, like, oh, I can't, I can't necessarily be, you know, I, I, could, I could love somebody, but I can't necessarily be in a, be, I can't love within a, the situation I'm in. It was really hard trying to express that and try to get that out with the un, other person understanding where I was coming from. And then when it wasn't understood, you know, I was looked at it a whole certain way which was all fine because why we were really young and it was okay and it was accepting like, okay, I still have to do things within my own health safety and you still have to do things within your own health safety. But there was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of depression, a lot of fighting within that. And then I couldn't deal with that with all the external stuff that was going on outside. And then the internal stuff that had nothing to do with that. But that on top of it at a really young age wasn't healthy. So I was writing again in a dark place in a dark place of losing something, mm-hmm. you know, because that's why I knew I needed. I needed to lose something to gain something. Come on. Tell you know, again. so Say that one more time. Man. I said I needed to lose something to gain something. So once I lost something, once I, but but the cold part is once I lost something, I knew what I was missing. I knew what needed to be in there. Come on. And that was the writing. You know, that was the effort. That was the dark place. The Y'all dark soaking place, this up, man. It came back to me. This young king me. is up here really dropping gems. Building necklaces for y'all. Y'all, y'all really coming <laughs> to the jewelry store? Are y'all visiting this jewelry yeah, store? Thank you guys for coming. I hope when we walk outside, we just know ourselves just a little bit more. Yeah. You know, um, this is this is like just out of the, not even talking about this, but like 
when I hear things that I really, really need to hear, not like, but need to hear, I walk out just a different person all the time. And I know I'm about to walk out this, the, the naked lounge, you know, yeah. a little more free, a little more naked, you know. Um, so, but, but that was a huge influence within how I performed and how I, um, how, how I wrote and how I like, you know, just talk to people because it was like, I, I don't necessarily know what you're going through, but it sucked when nobody knew what you're going through. Come you on. had to act like, you know, you were just good like just that. It's okay. Huh? Everybody's acting like, you know, oh, everybody has to be okay. And that's, that's not the case. If we could be more open about that, man, you guys, I don't even have to say just, man, <sighs> it just be so much better because we're all going through it. You know, uh-huh. but but you know the way that everybody has to be okay and everybody has to be perfect, but nobody can you know be open up. You know, everybody wants to be all like you know all hostile now. <laughs> People can't even walk past you know without saying hi. Hello. You know, hi. or just nodding your head, just a just a smile, simplest things. Yeah. You know. So you know, for the sake of time, because we are coming to a close, but I do want to I want to make sure I touch on a few things, um, some quick things, um, because we I feel like we just got a lot of substance out of you. More than what I expected. I thought we was going to just sit here and just kick it away. We kick it. Mm-hmm. You know, do a ride through, go to a couple of gas stations, fill up the car, say what's up to a couple of people. But I feel like we got a whole lot more from you. So let's talk a little bit more uh, on your – you just did a show, right? Yeah, yeah. You just had a show what, two days ago, right? Yesterday. Soul Collective yesterday. yesterday was, it, yeah. was it yesterday? Yep, that was yesterday. Time is moving. I know. The um, Poets of Color. Yes. Young, So Young Poets of Color – at Soul Collective, um, one thing that um, that stood out to you about that show, yeah, what did you grab from that, man? And then I'm going to ask you one more question. We're going to wrap up. Uh, people's feelings. There was a lot of feelings in there um, yesterday at the show. Um, first, which is so ironic, you know, as you cherish your dark place, it was an all-black performance. Come we had to wear all-black when the when the when – the, uh, next poet was on. It was black, like say all the lights went out and the lights was back on. Another poet's up there, and, and then when we walked yeah, up there, there was dope. little there was little candles, you know, so we could see where we walked. But cherishing that yeah. dark, not alone time, you know. It was, dope. and then when that light comes back on, you turn your light on in that dark place. Yeah. So that was one thing you could feel. Yeah. So that man, it was extremely dope. I had the opportunity of sliding through. Um, um, and just really just catching, catching all that light in the midst of the darkness. Yes, it was yes. beautiful, man. Um, real quickly, real quickly, let me ask you this, man. So where, what visions do you have? Where do you see yourself going with this poetry thing, with spoken word, with your artistry as an MC, as a community leader and activist, as a voice um, of the people, of the young people, and also of the people from where we're from? Yes, South yes, Sac, yes. Probably had to be exact, but what do you yes, see yourself yes. taking this thing, man? Tell the people. I definitely, uh, everybody wants to travel the world. Okay. And I want to travel the world sending this message right, just to, just to almost be that, be that, uh, uh, what's that, that, what's that one word where you kind of forget your memory and or that it's like a, it's like a, almost like a disorder where you forget your memory. Mm-hmm. I want to be that, was it, was it, somebody said it? Amnesia? Or, I want to be that pill so somebody could remember and remember, like, okay, I could go back and be like, okay, you know what? It's okay. Or I know myself. Jesus, it's nostalgia. fine. One nostalgia. of those. So, one of those that, words. That feeling of nostalgia. Yes. We like, that sounds like a good word. Yeah, I trust you <laughs> hey. on it. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. But, yeah, nah. So, um, 
basically like, I mean, what I want to really do with this is travel and send that message and work with youth. Okay. You know, I, I work with, um, uh, this lady right here as well. Give a well. shout out. Give a shout out. Get to out. Uh, shout out to Nika. Uh, we we work for a turning point. Hey. We work for mental health. Come on. Um, shout out to mental health. She Advocacy. she's a yeah she's a great sister right here. Um, but yeah, so I definitely want to travel the world and and send these messages. I hundred percent don't know what's gonna come out of it, but that's the fun part. That's the fun of me part. not knowing. Walking you know, that journey. I don't see it, and it's dark. But I, I want to walk that journey, and I know, I have faith. I know it's something huge going to happen, you know. So I don't hundred percent. I can't hundred percent answer his question, but just know, you know, this, this this question will be answered, you know. Well, look, I'm gonna tell you this because, as you know, man, when you when you hit me up, you called me and was like, "Yo, Coon, I'm trying to take this thing serious. I'm trying to yes, really yes. go hard on it." And when I say, "Come on, let's go," that's exactly what I mean. And I, and you've been in the car with me, you know how yes. I ride. I don't know where I'm going half of the time, but I Man. always end up places. But I want to tell you, understand that you going, that we're going to be walking the journey probably yes. together for a, lot of, for a lot of the time. And there'll be times where you'll be uh, building and growing on your own. You are my young brother. I have inducted you into my family. Yes, yes. We are most definitely connected by the heart. I've actually had a request from your mother. Your mother reached out to me and was like, Shamari, he's, he's home from college and he really wants to pursue um, spoken word as a career. I just want to make sure that he has somebody that's going to look out for him. Yes, Can yes. you give him some kind of advice? So mm-hmm. I looked at her like, yo, man, with with no question, mm-hmm. with no yes, question. Yes. And then when I received that dream, I already knew it was ordained. Um, so understand that, yeah, we got we got some building to do. Yes, um, yes. Trauma, pain, affliction, all that kind of stuff. People are going to be more well-informed and they're going to find out new ways to be able to heal through this art form of poetry and spoken word. Um, one thing you want to throw out real quick, just one thing you want to give to the people or throw out real quick for the people as we're wrapping up and as we're closing out. Go ahead and give it to them. Um, those people who want war truly never been there before. Let's go. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Listen. <sighs> a young warrior's journey. I'm gonna have to write a sequel. Um, if you want to write the sequel with me, so I have a book called A Warrior's Journey. You want to write the sequel with me? A warrior's or a two warriors journey or a warrior's journey too? I don't it's know. Definitely. But real life soldier heart, lion heart. Um, shout out to everybody that just came into the building. That came just to sit down and just listen to us talk mm-hmm. and talk and talk and gym drop and um, and just hang out, grab some coffee and and help build up the Naked Lounge. So. We do this every third Thursday at uh, the Naked Lounge off of 8th Street. I'm tripping. I'm looking at, okay. Every third Sunday, every third Sunday at the Naked Lounge here off of 8th Street in Sacramento, California, um, Coffee and Poets. Coffee and Poets, where poets can just sit down, have conversations with other poets, and really, like, get inside their hearts. We don't really get opportunities to share our hearts on the stage. So this is a great place to do it. If you want to get to know some of your local poets, please, y'all tune in. Come out, support, show some love. We uh, Please feel free to show some love. The Mahogany Poetry Series every Wednesday, 9 p.m. That's what right, we need right. to be able to do in Sacramento, California. So y'all continue to, to show some love. Um, also, support my little brother, Dre T. Yes, every sir. first Sunday of the month, Soul Collected, Penny for Your Thoughts. Y- y'all come out. It only costs four pennies to get in. If y'all don't have four pennies, I'll loan you four pennies. All sacks um, I'm there. sure there's somebody on the corner that can loan you four pennies. Please come out, y'all. This is how we feed our city. This is how we feed our community let's build we got work to do all right young Issa, get a people give 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 just just yell something out to him i don't care what it is and we wrapping up yell it out yell it out throw it out 
Uh, Sacramento on me. One, two, three. Hey, Sacramento. <laughs> hey. All right. We love y'all. Peace, love, and blessings. Yes, yes. I am Kung the Poet. Issa. Yo, over and out. Peace.